Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast. I'm Andy Brown at Clinical Andy on Twitter, and this is Doctor Matthew Holt at Codec Moments on Twitter. Hello, Doc. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad at all. How uh, How are you doing? I'm all right. I have had good fun this weekend. Yes. Yeah. We well, went on a little the, little the weekend jaunt. we're recording anyway. Yes. But we went on a little jaunt to South Yorkshire. We went to the Monster Comic Con in Doncaster. We did. We did. We went and we took our daughters. We did. We took Rose, who is three. I took Jess, who is 18 months. And did Jess like all the people in uh, in cosplay? I would say she was in awe of about 90% of them. Because it's bright lights, it's fancy oh. coloured costumes, um, it's sensory overload... And then there's a nine-foot-tall Chewbacca, which is possibly the most frightening thing she's ever seen. And did Rose like all the cosplay? I think, I think very similar. I think there was a lot she did like them, and then there were some she was, she was quite frankly, terrified of. Brilliant. I, I was trying to get some video, and I, I didn't get it. So there was a Dalek, an actual Dalek, driving around, taking donations for charity, which, I'll be honest... Is quite an undarlike Dalek. It's quite an undarlik thing, an undarlik-like thing. That's a really hard. Why did I pick that sentence? It's quite an undarlik-like thing to do. It is, and it was nice to see. Actually, it was a really, really nice idea. We we donated, mm. and then um, Rose Rose went out to the Dalek and put some coins in the Dalek's um, coin thing. What's the Charity pot, I suppose, is what I'm looking for. Collection tin. And I said to her, oh, here's, here's some more pennies. Go Because that's what we call all denominations of coins in our house with a three-year-old. Here's some more pennies. Why don't you go up and just put some more in the garlics? In the garlic? <laughs> that would be a Dalek, <laughs> not a garlic. I apologise. I apologise. Since she, since she came home, when she told um, my wife all about this, she was calling it a garlic. So <laughs> <laughs> she went to, uh, I said, oh, put, put some more pennies in the Dalek's money pot. And um, and Daddy will just film it, okay? And she went to go and put her pennies in the Dalek's money pot, and it spoke. It basically went, "If you don't give us money, I will exterminate." And um, <laughs> and she ran and hid behind you. Yes, she did. <laughs> she refused to come out whilst it was within six feet of her. <laughs> See, yeah, uh, so that wasn't great parenting on my part, no. I guess. Oh, well. So yeah, so we made the trip to um, Doncaster Racecourse, which we're hosting uh, Monster Comic Con this year, which is basically a comic convention for I would say, I would say probably South Yorkshire, maybe Nottingham, bit into West Yorkshire. So a, a relatively small region of the UK. I mean, let's be blunt; it was promoted on the website as probably being bigger than it was when we went there, and I don't know whether that's because limited appeal. And I have to say that. Of all the cosplayers that were there, the standard was very high, really yeah, good. I, I think I think it's an interesting point because this isn't the first Comic Con event uh, convention thing we've been to, has it? We we've been no, to we, one in Sheffield. So we a few went to one back. in Sheffield, which was which was smaller, and it was it was a bit of a disappointment, really, wasn't it? That one, yeah, it, it was. But the the idea behind them, and and we said this coming away again. I don't think it matters which one you go to. They are all pretty much the same format, and we're not doing any of them a disservice because, in fairness, at these things, whilst we might be disappointed at the Sheffield one, we still quite enjoyed it because it was a good day. But it's stalls selling stuff, it's photos and autographs, and it's talks. And I think the bigger you get in the convention, the bigger the guests. I think that tends to be the main difference. But what we went to this week was very much cosplay-focused. 
I think. And that's where that high standard comes in. From the moment we walked in through those doors, we knew that there were some people who took a lot of pride in their outfits and their costumes. I think the fact we had, was it, was it a Yorkshire Stormtrooper Legion that was there? Yeah, yeah, it was. Their outfits were fantastic, really yeah. good. I was really impressed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was there was there was quite a few of them, so it did make up a good a good little group, a good you know really good display. It did, um, well, yeah, because it went everything from your standard stormtrooper, imperial guards, Darth Vader, Chewbacca, various different Jedi. Ray, they, there were a lot of them, and they were. Here's my thing were, with cosplay, right? Okay, and and this this is on me. So if I'm wrong, please tell me, educate me, because I don't I don't know any better, but. I come from quite a heavy theatrical background. My sister is uh, a director of opera at a national level, and I've been involved in theatrical productions, you know, for a lot of my life, you know, amateur stuff, but in that world. And I've worked in, you know, audio and things like that, and, and I enjoy that, and also events promotion and stuff. So I like to think I know that kind of stuff, but I don't quite get where cosplay sits. And it's, it's that thing, right? So there was Soldier 76 who was there. He was a character from Overwatch. And he was totally into it. You know, he walked around saying the things the character would say, being reasonably threatening to strangers who he'd never met. <laughs> he, he said he to me at one point... He was in that role, wasn't he? He was in that he was, role. He was totally living that role. And he, he kind of stopped me at one point and said... Um, do you know who I am? <laughs> no, clearly not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really bad. I'd never played Overwatch. I'm, I'm a crap gamer. But he was totally into it. I've got you in my sights. I'm sorry I didn't recognise you earlier. Young punks, get off my lawn. I love you. Because we're all soldiers now. You're amazing. Can we get a picture? Yeah. All of you getting... What do you want? A medal? Well, that'd be nice. Can who I are you a... looking at? Soldier 76. <laughs> Thank you. And then you had that moment when we went in, and there's a Tie Fighter pilot and a Stormtrooper having a conversation in broad Yorkshire accents about the car parking cost in the centre of Doncaster, <laughs> and you just think, "Oh, that's weird." And then, and then when we're having lunch, and you've got Fat Chris Redfield talking to a Jedi about his divorce, and uh, you know the. The stir fry they had the other night. I got out. They're not listening now. But anyway, I just don't see. Is it theatre or what? Should I don't know. Should they commit to the bit? It's, should I be hearing them having these conversations? No, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we, I would say, half the attendees were made up of people in cosplay. Um, whether it was, it was films, whether it was comics, it was phenomenal, it was and the standard was really good. And the guy who was doing yeah. this was the thing as well. And I think that's it for me. If you're going to go. Commit to it, do it, you know, be in character because it's, it's such a spectacular for people who aren't there. And the, the guy who was on stage doing his bit for the competition as The Undertaker, who went on oh, yeah. to The Undertaker music and was properly getting into on stage, doing all the moves and, and stuff. And then, but in the background, there's just like a tinny rendition of um, like some pop version of Take On Me over the other. Yeah. And it was just this weird moment of, I don't know, I couldn't explain it. It was it was quite surreal because you yes you're watching this person this, this guy put his heart and soul into it and just being undone by aha.
great and I really enjoyed it. And I don't I don't want people to think I'm being I don't want people to think I'm being glib. No, no, I, I absolutely definitely don't want that because like I said, the the quality of what was on display was really good. The um uh, the Ghost Rider yeah. that we saw with the, the flaming skull. That was really good. It was brilliant. So I think I think my question is, are are my expectations that people should be in character is is that am I right or not? Someone school me because I don't really know. I've never really yeah. Let let us know. Yeah, let I've never know, really followed it because it, it'd be interesting because this won't be the last one we go to. No, definitely not. I really comic, enjoyed it. Comic convention. It'll be it'll be something we're going to do. Um, after, well, I think we said we, we couldn't do it every week, but it is it's definitely something we would go and uh, go and attend reasonably regularly because it, it is a nice day out. And uh, as our little ones grow up, they will find it more and more interesting. But yeah, is is it? No, I'd like to know. Should they be in character for the entire day, or should they? Are you not meant to expect that? Are they just a guy in a costume? Mm. However well made it is, um, it was it was it was a good experience. It was really good. Um, I wish there'd been more people there. I think for having organised events and stuff like that, you kind of. I think I was expecting from what I'd read for it to be bigger and busier, and I wish it had been. I think uh, I think it would have been great. We did speak to the organiser, and. Yes. We were hoping to get an interview with the organiser, and they said, oh, I'm really, really busy. Give us a call. So actually, we we might, by the time this goes out, we might actually have something. And if so, I'll drop it in here. So either I have or I haven't. You, you'll know by now. Yeah. But what we did get was access to the panel members. That was a surprise, wasn't it? Because um, we, we got with the view of just having an ordinary punter's day. Um, there and to be offered up that chance to talk to um, the people who were, who were giving the panel talks and doing the photos and autographs was was quite good, wasn't it? So who yeah, really did good. you? Because in fairness, it was you who did all the talking. I, I played babysitter and kids entertainer. So who did you speak to? Yeah, so I spoke. I spoke to quite a few people. Lots of whom I didn't really personally know because you know I'll be honest. I'm not a big film or television watcher. <laughs> and yeah, I could tell that. So, um, by your some of the some of the things you came back and said, you'd ask those questions, and I thought, why? <laughs> a good example of that was I, I met Daniel Tutti. Toot. Yeah. Apologies. Who's in Game of Thrones uh, in season six? And I said, oh, so you know, can you tell me anything about the new series? I'm not in it. So, and I actually I bumped into someone who is last week, and he or she she didn't know either. So you're not you're not still in the Game of Thrones WhatsApp group? Never was, alas. It's <laughs> not, not knowing he'd been he'd been killed quite early on. <laughs> so that was that. Uh, yeah. Who else did I speak to? I spoke to a guy called Tim Plester, who's also from Game of Thrones. Uh, so, so it was Pie Week on the Bake Off this week. I did. So I did. Well, I did watch it with great interest. There's a particularly good curried goat and plantain pie, which was made, and I've kind of been. It's not easy to get one of those, so I kind of no. It's not easy to come by, so that's why I'm hoping that uh, my wife. I watched it with my wife, so I'm hoping she took inspiration from it, and uh, there'll be a curry goat pie at some point. Peyton Wick from yeah. uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things definitely opened up a lot of opportunities for me uh, in terms of bigger roles and other projects. But yeah, I mean, I've been very busy following Stranger Things. I did a project called The Darkest Minds, which actually Catherine is in too, which is pretty funny. I did a project called Mr. Mercedes, and I'm working on a project right now called Valor, and amongst other things. Yeah, so it's it's been great. Ooh, uh, Catherine nice. Dyer, also from Stranger Things. 
And Taken 3, wish I'd known that at the time. You know, I love doing these conventions. They're always fun. They're all, I don't care if they're packed or if they're dead slow. I always have a great time. I love talking to people. And of course, it's fun hearing the accents here. <laughs> I just heard a, a typical Yorkshire accent, which was fabulous. She was a little hard to understand, but I, enjoy, I enjoyed listening to her, whatever she said. They're always fun. Yeah, people are, are lovely, as you say here. Everyone's ter- just lovely. Polite, everyone. Ter- everyone is terribly polite. Well, that's, that's the thing about us Brits. We're yeah. just nice. dripping in, in niceness. niceness. In yeah. lovely niceness. No, it's been fantastic. It's been great. People are really great. I'm having fun. I think part of it was the unexpected ability to talk to these people. I had to make no research and no prep whatsoever. Yeah, we weren't we weren't expecting it. So I would have I would have actually looked up who these people were had I been expecting. Um, Paul Davis, who was uh, the director of Beware the Moon, which was um, uh, remembering the American Werewolf in London, he was really interesting. Actually, yeah. he's just released a book that he was talking about. I'm here launching uh, this book that I've written on the making of the uh, the 1987 uh, vampire cult classic, uh, The Lost Boys. Uh, it's the first time I've done a show where we've actually had the books in stock, so that's nice. People have been buying them and getting them signed, and it's been a lot of fun. Everybody's been friendly and super cool. There's been a lot of really cool cosplayers around, which is always fun to see. So, yeah, it's been it's been a good day. Dolly Gavansky, who um, plays a character in Overwatch. IMDB. <laughs> do, do, do. Dolly Gavansky, who plays Zarya in Overwatch. Yeah, I'll edit that. It'd be seamless. It's been interesting meeting people that, um, well, play the game, love the game, yeah. and especially because, you know, these sorts of characters, you do them in isolation a bit. So it's wonderful to kind of see people that know your lines. <laughs> but the guy who I did really enjoy speaking to was a guy called Robin Vigin, who is a cinematographer, uh, a visual director and cinematographer who's worked on Hellraiser, Hellbound, uh, Never Say Never Again, Event Horizon, Indiana Jones, and The Raiders of the Lost Ark. Temple of Doom, Close Encounters of the Third Cut. You know, he's got oh, really, wow. really big credits. Yeah, yeah. But again, not being very filmy, I didn't really know who he was and, until he was kind of explaining it. So he started off as a really awkward interview. I worked on Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Hellraiser, Nightbreed, uh, Event Horizon, Hellbound, and about 50 other movies. Hellraiser and those four are the reason I'm here. Uh, we do do other things besides horror. So kind of thinking, oh, I think he's just a bit sick of talking about those films. I said, well, what's, what's the project you're most proud of you've worked on over the years? Probably August with Tony Hopkins because it was the f- only film he's ever directed and starred in. So it was quite a challenge for me, but we had eight weeks and he's an extraordinary man to work with. I kind of felt the interview coming back a little bit and it was then that I recounted the story of my dad drinking until about five or six in the morning with Anthony Hopkins in a London hotel bar after some opening night that my sister had put on. The pair of them becoming Welsher and Welsher and Welsher with everything they knocked back. (laughs) And at that point he really opened up. It was great. (laughs) I think he was just enjoying talking about something other than Hellraiser. (laughs) And I saw an opportunity to ask a question about technology and, you know, the film industry. And his response was really, really interesting and, and really quite telling. Are you still producing? Are you still making films? He's it. Me? Yeah. I, I, no, what I'm doing now, I just, this last year I've turned two films down because the scripts were terrible. But what I'm doing most of the time now is trying to bring the discipline of film cameras, which are still being used, to students who want to be in the camera department, because digital has made people very, very lazy. 
I was going to ask you about the technology and is there now a tendency to think, well, let's just get the shot and fix it in post? The first thing I say to students when I first meet them at schools or universities, I never want to hear anyone say fix it in post. You get it right on the day. Rubens didn't fix it in post. No painter fixed it in post. On DOPs are painters of light. Get it right on the day. Freddie Young, all the old cameramen are long dead. My old governor, Dougie Slocum, they got it right on the day. You see, because I think, personally, the art of the composition of the shot is something that's in danger because you hear more and more people relying on things like 8K cameras and then saying something like, we can crop it and stabilise it afterwards. When I first started, we worked from 8.30 to 5.30. Five days a week, eight weeks, made a 90-minute film in studios and locations. Nowadays, you have three or four cameras on set, and the real sad thing is that these digital cameras require less light than film. Uh, and the pictures look pretty, but you've got to light it. And you have the consistency of, consistency of lighting too. And these kids, that's what I try and do is to teach them that, you know. It's hard work. No, they don't rehearse anything on sets anymore. Shoot it. You've got three cameras. You've got a wide shot, a mid shot, and some poor sod on a camera, an operator, following an actor on that size who doesn't want any marks. They haven't rehearsed it and get soft shots. And my three camera sisters who worked with me over the years, in the last year, have been fired from jobs because the DOPs had no idea what they were doing. Sad. It's really sad nowadays. I think technology can be a wonderful addition to a production. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. But you've got kids, kids nowadays are so IT conscious. They know it all. And they're clever. You and I and older people have had to keep up with it. But technology takes over. The most important thing is the script. Not which camera you're going to use, which camera's a camera, but you've got to put good images in it, you've got to create the images. Don't do it in post. Now you've got the six member of the camera crew, the DIT, DIT, Digital Imaging Technician, who can completely wreck your work by fiddling knobs in the truck. That's the danger of shooting in raw. Yes. You're on the wrong side of the camera, fella. We're on the same level, you and I. So yeah, so that, that turned into a really really nice interview with him and and i have to say i really enjoyed the time that i spent with robin so that was um i mean that kind of rounded up the day for us and as as we were leaving we saw possibly the strangest sight which was the cosplay dance-off was it a dance-off or or, i mean it it looked like that I, i think i think it was just 20 people in costume on stage dancing it was a bit weird bearing in bearing in mind this was like four o'clock in the afternoon it essentially in the foyer of Doncaster Racecourse, about twenty cosplayers having a disco. I don't know. It was it was a strange spectacle. We'll we'll, we'll put a picture up. Yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 the but, picture won't do it justice, and and you you won't see Master Chief's moves. But yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit bizarre, and it was cheesy pop as well. Was it S Club or something like that that was that was being played? I don't even remember. It can't have been S Club because I'd have definitely remembered you'd, that. You'd right? have remembered that, but it was cheesy pop. So, um, um, it rounded off a, a day that that was it, it was last minute surreal. We only decided we only decided on the Friday night we were going to go. It was easy to get to. It was free parking. It was cheap to get in. It was under fives were free. There was a lot there in the way of stands and stalls and merchandise. Plenty of people, very friendly, more than willing to talk uh, and chat and natter and stop. And there seemed to be quite a big community 
And I, I, I think a networking event for cosplayers as well, with the heavy mm. cosplay presence, with some of the more, I don't know if you can be a professional cosplayer, but there were certainly some some professional models there I mean, who were giving tips not. and advice. I mean, we were at, we were at EGX, and, and we had the feeling with some of the people that were there was was you you started to wonder whether they were genuine. No, no, that's the wrong thing to say. Not whether they were genuine cosplayers, but whether they were genuinely yeah, they attending were like, the they, event. Or whether they'd actually been kind of paid to be there as as kind of a, a crowd experience. Yeah, and I, I I think that that's it. So maybe you can be a professional, uh, but we know some of them were models and uh, giving out the tips and advice and and how they do things, how they create the costumes. And you know what? It it, it shows. You can tell the ones who who really do put the heart and soul into it. And it was a good day. It, I had a good time. The thing the take home from me is if you get an opportunity next year, if they do it again, come with us. Because it was really good fun. We really enjoyed it. We just had a laugh for a few hours walking around. We met some fabulous people. But just all these cosplayers were, were, you know, were really friendly. They just, they want to show off their art. And I think that's what it is with these, a lot of these costumes. It's it's really art. And they must have devoted so much time and attention to it. It's, you've got to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. It's hard to describe. It is actually quite hard to describe because it is just, it's just an interesting interesting and fun experience yeah i think that wraps it really yeah if you want to um if you want to see some of the pictures that we took from the event including my daughter uh, making a donation to a dalek before it absolutely petrified her then go to codecmoments.com and uh, and have a look there and whilst you're there check out the other bits on the site listen to a few other podcasts read some reviews we'd appreciate it yeah that'd be great and don't forget you can also hit us up on twitter hitting us up is a thing that the kids still say right i, I don't know but but we're on the twitter so you can send us some messages, um, or you can, uh, or you can check out our Facebook uh, group and page by um, by just just put Codec Moments into Facebook. I think that'll yeah. work. Codec Moments into Twitter um, as well, <laughs> um, and Codec Moments into YouTube. I think that brings us up. Possibly, we might not be the first result on YouTube. Um, MySpace, but yeah, MySpace. I don't think we've got a MySpace page. I think we retired that a few weeks ago. Oh, okay, shame. Yeah. Anyway, I'll do. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.